Very good. Well, are, are, you, are you enjoying this morning so far? Is this not amazing? I'm so thankful for our worship team, both the, both the ones that are on the stage today and the ones that serve faithfully every week. Just so thankful. We're so, I don't know if you guys know how fortunate we are as a church to have, to have the worship team that we have, but just take my word for it. We're very fortunate, okay? All right, so thinking about today, and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be as quick as I possibly can because um, today, today is about enjoying God's presence in worship, but I had just a few thoughts I wanted to share. Um, I was thinking, you guys uh, know, ever since VCRs became a thing, and I'm you know, old enough to remember when they weren't, if that helps you kind of place where I'm at, um, since VCRs made watching movies at home such a commonplace thing, uh, there's this kind of phenomenon that happens, and if you are a parent or, you know, you've been in the life of a small child, you will know um, that it, it happens somewhere between the age of three, maybe six, something like that. Uh, a kid will usually choose a movie that they really, really like, and they want to watch it over and over and over and over and over again. Does everybody, you guys know what I'm talking about? So my sister is six years younger than I am, and when she was small, that movie was the Disney movie of Cinderella. And since I watched, since, since I watched her a lot, I spent a lot of time with her, I was, I was also you know, so fortunate to be able to experience this repetitive playing of Cinderella over and over and over again. To this day, if you would throw that soundtrack on, I could sing along with every single word of those songs. It's just burned into my memory. But when my brother, who is 12 years younger than I am, when he was going through this phase, there were, there were a couple of movies that he really enjoyed. And those were movies called An American Tale. Yes. And then, yes, you guys know what I'm talking about. It had a se- sequel, Five Goes West. And these were just adorable little animated movies. They were about a mouse family who immigrated to America from, I think, was it Russia? Is that where they came from? Okay. It's been a couple years. Uh, Because they were were chasing the promise of there's no cats in America, right? Dreams of escaping persecution. And then the sequel was Fievel Goes West, and and they, they, they moved out into, you know, in, in search of greater adventure across the country. So... Um, American Tale and Fievel Goes West. There's a song. I'm getting to a point I have one, I promise. There's a song in those movies called Somewhere Out There. You guys know that song? Here's some, some of the lyrics. Somewhere out there, some of you are singing it in your head already. Somewhere out there beneath the pale moonlight, someone's thinking of me and they're loving me tonight. And then a little bit further into the song. Even though I know how very far apart we are, it helps to think we might be wishing on the same bright star. And when the night wind starts to sing a lonesome lullaby, it helps to think we're sleeping underneath the same big sky. Yes, some of you are singing along with me. That's fantastic. It's a beautiful, bittersweet little song that reminds loved ones that even when they're separated by distance, that that there's something that stays connected. 
So why, why do I bring this up today? Why do I bring this song up today in the middle of our worship series on, or our sermon series on worship, in the middle of our day of worship? Why am I bringing up this song somewhere out there? I'm bringing it up because I believe that this song is kind of a perfect illustration of one of the biggest barriers that we experience in worship. It's one of the most significant disconnects, I think, that we can struggle with when we come to a day like this, a setting like this, a context like this. I think the truth is, and I know at least this has been true for me at times in my life, the truth is that we we frequently struggle with the concept that God is also somewhere out there. And it's nice that he exists and we exist and somehow we're existing underneath the same stars. He sees the same stars that we see. He's, he's, you know, under the same sky that we are. But we can't quite escape that nagging feeling sometimes that because God is the one that created those stars... And because he is also, at the very same time that he exists under the sky, he's also somehow on the other side of it, in a place that we can't even imagine, much less access. And so we think that he is anything but near to us. He's somewhere out there. We will perceive him sometimes as being separate, distant, far away. So we feel like we're singing to the sky, to a God who is off somewhere doing other things. And sometimes I think the the picture in my mind is that we see him like a busy parent of a small child going about their household chores, doing dishes or something, and the child is just following along and they're chattering and they're just going on about their day and the parent is just saying, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure, every time there's a breath, but not really being fully present. Not being fully present. But nothing could be farther from the truth. Nothing is farther from the truth. He is here. God is here. As the Apostle Paul said to the Corinthian church in the 13th chapter of his second letter to them, I want to ask you today... I want to ask you all, do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? That was his question to the church, and that's my question to you today. Do you not realize that Jesus is in you? God is not far away. He is so near that he is actually inside us. And that is, it's just, it's a mind-blowing mystery that we cannot wrap our mind around, we cannot explain, but that's what scripture says is true. We are in Christ, and he is in us. And furthermore, as uh, Putty Putman, who is the founder of the School of Kingdom Ministry, we love that, love that teaching series, love that class, he is fond of saying this. He says, Jesus worked really hard, really, really hard to get in there. So why, when it came to speaking to us, when it came to interacting with us, would he he separate himself somehow and go to somewhere out there to interact with us? Why would he do that? No. Jesus himself said, the kingdom of God is within you. 
It is within you. We just don't always recognize it. We don't always recognize it. Listen, this whole building, this room and this whole building right now is full of Wi-Fi signal. Not some Sundays we have trouble with it, and then I wouldn't use this illustration, but today it seems to be working well. The whole room is full of Wi-Fi signal. It's bouncing off the walls. It's beaming through your head, you know. Don't conspiracy theories, whatever. Just calm down. It's okay. Can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see the Wi-Fi signal? No, we can't see the Wi-Fi signal. How do we know it's there? How do we know it's there? You have to learn how to connect to it. You learn how to connect to it, and so it is with God's presence. We learn to connect with it. We learn how to recognize it, and it can manifest itself in a variety of ways, a variety of ways. For me, one of the ways that I sometimes, during worship or prayer, I become aware of God's presence is that suddenly I will feel, I will notice a, a complete absence of tension. Just feel like jello or something like that. Um, I walk around most of the time pretty tightly wound. You know, I'm pretty busy. I've got a lot on my mind, a lot going on. So I, I'm pretty, you know, even, even we're not even talking about stress, just like I'm thinking about stuff all the time. I'm pretty intense. But it's not always conscious. I don't notice that. I'm not thinking about it all the time. Oh, but I sure notice. I notice right away when it leaves, when it's gone. And that's just one of the ways that I experience God's presence. Here's another thing that sometimes happens to me, not all the time, but I mean, I experienced it today um, during worship. Sometimes I actually have a physical sensation in the palm of my hand as though I'm holding something, like a little ball or something like that, there's a weight there. There's a sensation. I'm not holding something, but it feels exactly as though there was something in the palm of my hand. It's kind of freaky a little bit the first time that it happened, but I've learned to identify that as evidence of God's presence. Some people's palms get warm. Some people sweat. You get goosebumps maybe, and there's no, you know, it's not like if the air conditioner is blowing on you, we don't have to make stuff up, but goosebumps, tingling, shaking. Some people sometimes feel a heaviness, like, like a weight on them, it makes it feel like it's hard to stand up. Some people cry when God's presence hits them. And some people laugh. Why wouldn't a God who lives inside of us use our emotions and the physical sensations of our body as a way to communicate with us? Why wouldn't he do that? And listen, I wouldn't be honest if I didn't acknowledge every time we talk about this subject, but this doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen. We're not chasing after warm, fuzzy feelings after all. God is there whether we know that he is or not. It doesn't always happen. And some people would say that they have never had an experience where they, they had like a physical significant awareness of God's presence. So I, I, I want to say to you today, if that is you... 
there's not something wrong with you. It doesn't mean that something is broken about you or God doesn't love you any less because that's the case. But if that's you, what I also want to say is that it is no less true that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He dwells in you. The Bible says the fullness of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily in us. That's in Colossians. God is near. God is so near, regardless of whether or not we are aware of him. So whether a physical awareness of God's presence comes easily to you, or whether you don't typically feel much at all, whether you are a person who worships expressively and you're very comfortable doing that, or whether you are more reflective and reserved, typically. Today, as we continue to worship together, I want us all, no matter what spot we find ourselves in, I want us all to be brave and ask God for more. For more, whatever more is to you. And it might not be a bad idea as we, as we have the worship team just to come up and, and start getting ready for the, the second half of the service to ask God, what does more look like? What is more? What should I ask you for? What is your heart for me today? More awareness of his presence. More freedom. More healing. More courage. More of his love just sinking down into those hurting places in your soul. More of him. Just more of him. That is what we are after today. Just making opportunity, providing the context where it's, it's, it's just as easy as just reaching out your hand to just connect with that presence of God, to have more of whatever it is that he has for you, his heart for you. Because he loves you so much and he longs to be near to you. He longs to be near to you. So would you stand with me? Let me just, just pray as we continue.